Welcome to another edition of Global Lithium Q&A, where I answer your questions on the lithium industry, and from time to time, we bring on special guests to deal with issues of the day. Thanks for listening. Today's edition of Global Lithium Q&A is going to be a departure from the norm. I'm going to focus on the social unrest situation in Chile and the potential short and long-term impacts on the lithium world. I have two guests. Uh, I'll make some brief comments, and then you'll hear first Daniel Jimenez, a long-term executive uh, VP at SQM, and then followed by Alejandro Hess, who is an insightful commentator on the industry uh, and a former Global Lithium podcast guest as well. Both Daniel and Alejandro are from Chile, live in Chile. So this is on-the-ground commentators uh, giving you their perspective. Uh, This morning, I also had some interaction uh, via text with a reporter from Reuters who is uh, living in in Chile, Dave Sherwood. Uh, His comment, you know, that I think is the most salient is that – there's just a lot of confusion and a lot of conflicting reports. So it's hard to know really what's going on. On the last episode of this Q&A podcast, I, I talked a little bit about what had just started uh, from a social unrest perspective. I had received a video of uh, allegedly Abomarl's, uh access road to their operations in the Atacama being shut down. Uh, it, that video just looked like they were protesters. It didn't look like that they, you know, had the critical mass to, to shut the operation down. That they have subsequently claimed now, uh, and this is from uh, the president of the Atacama Indigenous Council, who has said that not only uh, have they protested for an Abomarl, he says they've completely they have a blockade that has completely shut down SQMs. Uh, operations. And, you know, whether that's true or not, I still not been able to verify it. I did find it a little bit interesting that when SQM was asked to comment uh, to Reuters, they didn't seem to have clear commentary on it either. Um, Abomarl, for their part, has maintained that uh, they are still running. And uh, I don't, again, I, I'm not sure we're still looking for clarity on on, on both operations, but given Abelmarl's uh, seemingly casual relationship with facts when they report uh, their lithium operations, uh, I, I'm not sure what to think. So I'm going to uh, end my comments, leave you with first Danielle's, and followed by uh, a little more extensive comments uh, from uh, Alejandro. In total, this episode is only going to be 11 minutes. So with that, I will say I'll see you next time. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Emily. Daniel Jimenez here. Um, With regards to whether this um, political situation in Chile was going to affect in some way the lithium supply coming out from Chile in the short term, I don't think there will be any relevant uh, impact on that. Um, 
the only thing which could be affected in the short term is uh, port, uh, the ports and that there are strikes at the ports. But uh, from a productive point of view, solar evaporation ponds continue evaporating brines and concentrating lithium. Uh, production plants, as far as I know, are all operating normally. So uh, I don't see any short-term disturbance. Some a few delays maybe, but the total production will maintain. Now, when we think about the long-term, uh, that is another story. And then we could indeed see this movement here, the social movement in Chile could, will certainly affect uh, the investors' confidence in the country and with the legislation for lithium, which is already not very friendly for private investment, I think this is going to worsen uh, the situation. So I'm not really very optimistic about the long-term developments for the lithium industry in Chile, given this, uh, the situation, and particularly when we talk about development of, of new resources, uh, from the exploration phase all the way through production. Hi, Emily. Hi, Joe. This is Alejandro Hess, and it is my pleasure to be back at the Global Lithium Podcast. Today, I'm going to briefly share my view over the unfortunate set of events that have been taking place in Chile. As a perspective from a local, it could be helpful in understanding the situation. In connection to these events, also I'm going to explore potential disruptions to the lithium chemicals supply chain. It should be noted that some of the disruptions could also be a headache for Argentine producers as well, as I'm going to explain later. So probably you have been able to see some images of the strong social unrest that has awakened in Chile this last week. It hasn't taken shape in the form of pacific protests, but also forming violent events. The situation has been triggered by the 3% fare increase in the public transport in Santiago, which actually add to the latest 9% hike in electricity bills that were effective for the whole country. Those two hits to the people's pockets were the trigger rather than the root causes of this unrest. Further, the causes actually have been building up for several administrations and are not only explained by inequality from the wealth gap. The substance behind the unrest, one could argue, is the perceived unfairness in the day-to-day -day life of the common citizen, which actually have been increased by noisy scandals of different nature from where a sense of impunity has grown in the minds of the people. To not overextend, aside from the well-known military intervention through the enactment of the state of emergency and the curfews, the more substantial measures to actually deal with the claims of the people were taken from last Tuesday onwards. In that sense, the first meaningful response came from the private sector, particularly the chairman of one of the biggest economic groups in Chile, Andronico Luxit, announced a significant increase in the minimum wage for all the direct workers of Hinyanko and all of its subsidiaries. At the same time, Mr. Luxit publicly inquired other companies and businessmen to join him in, in the endeavor of raising the standards in Chile, quoting his own words. Later that day, Sebastián Piñera, 
president of Chile, announced a new social agenda with several measures to address minimum wage, pensions, health, taxation, electric bills, salaries in the public sector, among others. The Congress followed suit, moving fast with the vote of initiatives and bills, even including an initiative to reduce the amount of working hours that in light of the other measures will help to alleviate the burden on the working class. So the response and commitments from the government and political parties certainly have been strong. Violence has already de-escalated a bit. The curfews that have been applied in several cities have now been reduced in time extension and in geographic extension as some cities already will not have any more curfews. However, People are still on the streets and strikes keep taking place as unions also want to have their say. Now, connecting to lithium. The strikes are the main factor in possible disruptions, especially the ones that affect ports activity, either by direct strikes from port workers or from customs officers. As I anticipated in the beginning, one should have in mind that most of the lithium produced in Argentina is shipped through Chilean ports. So the disruption in customs or productivity, in case of having in any meaningful extent, could perfectly translate into delays or logistic headaches, not only for the Chilean producers, but also for the Argentine ones. Also, it's important to note that at the moment of recording this, normal activity is seen in most Chilean ports, according to reports. At the same time, don't forget that lithium companies work with overseas inventories promptly delivered to customers when needed, so that should help to weather non-significant disruptions that could arise. Finally, and as an ending note, it is important to mention that the resolve already shown by the government and political parties at least reflect a clear willingness to solve people's claims and needs. From it, many could start seeing a normalization path in the horizon. However, as it is unclear the depth of the demands that are being required, it is still too early to tell that if any meaningful setback or more structural changes would actually be needed. In that sense, the evolution to be seen over this weekend and entering into Monday will likely prove as an inflection point for this whole situation. Well, that's all for today. Hope we have good news from Chile soon. Greetings to the listeners all around the world and see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this short episode of Global Lithium Q&A. And we will continue to follow this situation in Chile, both on this podcast and on the longer Global Lithium podcast. Thank you for listening.